0: Hi, I'm Dan Cottrell, editor of Rugby Coach Weekly. You're about to jump into one of our podcasts. If you want to find out more about this podcast and also all of the great content, drills, activities, games and advice on the website, then go over to www.rugbycoachweekly.net. I hope you enjoy the podcast.
1: So the coach like thinking around what like physical things that they can can plan and again when we look at planning it's it's not just around that one session it's how you do that over over a longer period of time as well so it may be that different things come in at different times but having a a clear understanding of these are some of the the skills or things that we want to implement and develop across across the season again depending upon the the age and stage of the the players as well.
0: Rugby Coach Weekly presents The Coaching Knife, where we cut to the root, cut out the fluff and challenge the masters of their domain to cut to the chase. Welcome to The Coaching Knife, where we coach to the root of the matter. In this episode, we speak to Professor Kevin Till, Professor of Athletic Development at Leeds Beckett University and Strength and Conditioning Coach at Leeds Rhinos RLFC Academy. Focusing on warm-ups, we're going to explore how they are used to prevent injury and give us performance gains. Kev, are you ready for the knife? I'm ready, Dan. 5 minutes jogging followed by some dynamic stretches then a few decision-making primers. Can we really go any further to make a difference?
1: And uh, def- definitely can go further. I think for me the the first thing that we need to acknowledge is, is the warm-up is is a it's a part of the coaching session. And we've got to plan appropriately in, in in relation to that, and maximise what we're trying to get out of that. So so definitely can go further.
0: So when you say maximise, what what do you what's the maximise what?
1: Well, I think that comes back to again being clear in terms of what a, a coach or what we're looking to achieve. What are the objectives we're looking to achieve with with uh, with our players? And I think for for me, the the warm up poly does again depend on the context. Provides a good opportunity to achieve some some physical or athletic development qualities with uh, with our players and also as you mentioned in the intro look at how we can implement some things to to hopefully reduce and uh, reduce
0: some injuries as well. So I mean obviously there's going to be different contexts uh, and the the most obvious being one's a training session and one's a pre-match session. So uh, let's let's focus a bit on training and your it's a normal uh, grassroots training session one one week uh, one session a week what are you trying to maximize in that warmer yeah hmm.
1: good and that yeah that, that's the challenge how do we fit it all in there i think um if we look at the things that we can aim to to develop there's a, a again a range of movement skills that we could look to to do traditionally they're probably broken down into to three elements locomotive skills object control skills and stability skills so um,
0: just, just break, break those down. So uh, locomotor skills?
1: Oh, yeah, so locomotor, uh, running, being able to run efficiently, uh, jumping, hopping, some things like that. Object control skills, obviously catching, pass, probably, and kicking the, the main ones in rugby, which would probably be more covered in the technical, in the, technical aspect of the session and then stability I guess is is in relation to uh, aspects of uh, balance being able to be stable being able to strong in in
0: in different positions which again are really important aspects for for rugby now that doesn't seem like a warm-up to me that just seems like training I mean you're just trying to improve the player's athletic ability so why why do we call it a warm up?
1: well I think and that's I guess where my first answer comes in is how do we use that that warm-up to develop those skills, I guess alongside the the warm up, there's some physiological and psychological things that we want to do. So we want to gradually increase the intensity of the the session to make sure players are prepared, and within that, bringing some so they're psychologically prepared as well. So um, so yeah, I think it's how we how we phase that in, and then again, I can could maybe explain how we use the like the ramp protocol to to do that.
0: Okay, so uh, we're going go to go into that ramp in a, in a, in a moment. But I'm, I'm a bit more concerned then that um, a coach is thinking that uh, I've got three things I should be doing throughout the session or do I need to squeeze them in at the start of the session? Because if I don't have them at in the first five, 10 minutes of the session, the rest of the session is not going to work out yeah i'm not
1: sure i'm not sure that it is not that the session's gonna work out i think it's just the the coach like thinking around what like physical things that they can can plan and again when we look at planning it's it's not just around that one session it's how you do that over for a longer period of time as well so it may be that different things come in at different times but having a a clear understanding of these are some of the the skills or things that we want to implement and develop across across a season again depending upon the the age and stage of the the players as well
0: OK, so actually what you're saying then is that a warm up is just part of, say, a 10 week journey. It's not uh, we, we're going to just do the same warm up every week because that is the one which just gets us most prepared. I'm going to be doing part A in week one, part B in week two, part C in week three. And they're all going to connect together. And part A might not look very much like part C.
1: Yeah, I I think that's that's my philosophy is that how especially in those contexts that have limited time is how we can can do that. Uh, again, there may be similar aspects, there may be similar things that you do in each session, but you I may also want to to vary them on a week to week basis as as well.
0: Okay, so you you tantalize us with uh, the word ramp.
1: Yeah, so so yeah, so ramp. You know, it's this it's been around probably thirty thirty years now as a as a, an acronym it stands for raise. Uh, activate, mobilize, and potentiate or prepare, as as we've said, because potentiate is is quite a a big and sometimes confusing word. So raise uh, is so I like to probably even though there's four four words in there, break it down to three parts. The raise part is is around raising the body temperature, getting the body ready. We'd look to maybe include some locomotor skills in there, or that could just be done within rugby through some traditional passing drills and handling drills. So you bring in some object control, and that's obviously then related to the, the things that you may do later down the set, uh, down in the session. Activate and mobilise is around activating key working muscles and mobilising the the joints. Again, for me, this is a probably part of the session that coaches have less confident and has not done as as well. And it's really, uh, I guess, includes some of those things around dynamic stretches that you included before but but also including a range of like strength-based body weight stability-based exercises Um, and again that can be done in a a variety of ways and then potentiate or prepare is really around increasing that intensity before players go into the, the the main session so he's really trying to do things that are high intense that could include um some you know speed speed work sprinting a uh, change of direction agility evasion and even in, within rugby may include some re- uh, wrestling and contact based work if you're about to go into a contact session so that's i guess a quick overview and some of the things yeah. that could be included in, within within that
0: okay so this sounds wonderful and we've probably been doing things like this for years not maybe not well or maybe better than others why why bother
1: again it probably comes back to what i said before i think it's being clear and max, uh, no, maximizing that use of the time. So if we're just sending players, you know, jogging for five minutes, then what? Are, what are you know? What are we actually getting out of that part of the yeah. session? What are, lear- what are they learning? What are they de- learning? What so are they way- developing? Sorry, so are we? So in this warmer, are we learning? F- f- from my perspective, we can, especially with, with younger athletes, where you know, where right, learning- you said
0: can. So is it? Are we? Are we? Are we getting the players to learn in this session? What are, what is the purpose of this warm up then? Because I mean, I can I, it it seems to make sense, but I want to know why I want to bother with this. I mean, why not just go straight into a normal? Let's go passing. Let's just do what we would do ten minutes later, but just a bit slower.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, and I, for me, Dan, that that could be the start. That could be the start of the warm up. Is that actually for our raise activity today? We're going to you know, start with some pass, you know some passing based work, and we're going into skill, and we're thinking thinking around that from from the start. So it's it's actually you know using that time that you've got or the limited time that you've got uh, efficiently. So again, for some that there can be a learning purpose, and then for others it it may just be a focus on doing the activity to 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 develop that. So so again, it's 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 always one of those, isn't it? What what are we what are you working towards? But I think just coaches thinking around how they can implement those activities and and maximise the time as best as possible, that's quite important.
0: So why, why, why do we need to raise the body temperature? What's the point? It's a good question. It's, it,
1: I guess, it comes back to you know, in in terms of preparing for the the session, getting the body ready to to, I guess, reduce reduce injury in that in that acute acute session in that short in that short term, and and getting there because if we're into really high intense activities straight away, then there's you know, there's a, a chance that an injury could o- occur, and I think it's you know it's 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 preparing the body for what what's what's to come in a high intense sport like um like rugby. Right,
0: I'm gonna put you on a spot, Kev here. What's the hard data then on this? So, uh, I know that, uh, and I, I, I don't know the answer to this. I know that players often get injured later on in sessions because they're tired and lots of things are going on. So how many players get uh, injured early on in the session because they haven't warmed up? What, what evidence is to suggest that the warm up actually makes a difference early on in the session? Mm-hmm
1: good question I'm uh I'm not aware of that that data Dan, to be honest well so. I don't I don't know the answer yeah, right? I know.
0: so I'm... I don't know what I'm just trying to think why not just start with an why call it a warmer why not let's start with let's just go straight to handling
1: yeah and maybe that's where um those I guess perceived or, or ways of doing thing over over a long period of time is how then people think and maybe that maybe we should move away from calling it a warm up and just say this is the this is a session and this is what we're doing today and there's not a mention of a warm up and the, but but we still have this like build building the ramp and I guess that's where we've uh, we've tried to incorporate the, the ramp we've added the the acronym uh, rampage yeah so the ramp into the ages uh, you know the the main activity then games and then and then evaluate so really trying to make a better connection between the tradi- the warm up and and the, the activity so that's so a coach is planning the full full session but really i know, I, I guess from from my perspective is sometimes those physical qualities especially uh, in non-professional environments uh, are sometimes maybe missed and i think that's important is how we look to incorporate those things within within that within a session as well
0: yeah so, so i mean my, my sense is then uh that i mean if you are in a professional setup all the time or you're in a school which has a very uh, intense PE program, then you're probably going to be covering off these things. But for for many people, they need to be having this uh sort of athletic development education piece throughout throughout the season. And what you're saying is, it's not just one warm up; it's lots of different warm ups. So I think a lot of coaches are going to say to to you, "Okay, Kev, this this sounds great, but actually, the key for me is we've got to start our games absolutely uh, on point," and I what am I supposed to do with the warm-up I mean I've heard now that uh, some teams are getting their warm-ups down to about 15 to 16 minutes as a team warm-up what are are the sort of um the the things that most coaches should be doing in that warm-up to get the best performance when when the whistle goes at the start of the game
1: is it is this uh on match day yeah match day warm-up Yeah, I, I think it's similar, similar principles that a uh, raised activity that for me would include some, some technical skill, some ball skill within there, then looking at that activate mobilized to really activate key working muscles and joints. So a range of body weight, strength-based exercises, some, and then an that activity. So again, building that into some, some short acceleration, high intensity acceleration. And okay, and can then... I just
0: go back in? So I can understand the physical stuff because you can feel yourself moving but with the ball work aspect why does that make a difference because I sometimes um, you see teams warm up and they do something very very simple and they don't make any mistakes and other times they make lots of mistakes are we trying to give them decisions what what are we trying to achieve by that because surely that you know they've done x number of hours of ball work what's going to What's gonna make a difference that three minutes of uh, catching and passing a ball before the start of a game or kicking a ball or whatever the sport you're doing is?
1: Yeah. Um I I think it's just it's preparing for the skills that you're you're gonna do and like cognitively getting 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 ready and you know, preparing the the, the body for those. I think it, it takes one of it takes time, doesn't it? Not time, but it needs some preparation in being able to you know, catch and pass, getting the right position from a tackle technique, which is really important, you know, in, in relation to the, the changing rules, having some decision making element and probably doing some of the position specific work that they're gonna do. So I think it's it's a probably a combination of that cognitive preparation and physical preparation to get the, the body and and um in the in the in the right in the right position to go.
0: So coach some coaches will say we always do the same warm up uh, pre match. Uh, we'll do drill a drill b drill c and uh, that might include some body movement other coaches will say we'll mix it around is that if that depend on the coach or is there something you say well i probably would mix it around a bit more what would you suggest
1: yeah i think that's an interesting one because it's um i guess you see the the pros and cons of both one that players understand what they're going to do in so it flows quite well and that creates a positive a positive atmosphere a positive environment that players are confident because the skills are coming off where sometimes introducing new drills may slow that da- slow that rhythm down a little bit but also I guess introducing new drills keeps the players uh, aware and make sure that they're concentrating as well so I see the pros and cons of both and I think it probably comes down to what the coach prefers to do with the plays that they've they've got and that's maybe something that might be developed by a with a, a a leadership group with a, a player leadership group within the team as, as as well to agree to that
0: yeah so we talked a lot about the, the physical the movement things as a coach in the warm-up what's the sort of things that you should be saying or not saying to allow the, the players to feel uh mentally and cognitively that they are in a in a good space warmed up in a good space
1: yeah i think during the warm-up i think it's just the key key cues for um for the action so if that is a if that is a catch and pass drill and, you know, making sure our hands are up and ready in, in the right position, tackle technique, you know, what, what position you want to be. In. I think those short, short cues and obviously creating that positive environment. I know most coaches or lead coaches will probably do more of the tactical prep before they go out to the warm up or and maybe just remind players of uh, some of the key, the key pointers just before entering the field. But I think during the warm up, it's just key cues, keep things positive.
0: Is there such a thing as winning the warm-up?
1: Good question. I think from my um, from my experience, which was was a while ago in, in 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 professional sport, was that when sometimes when there was a great warm-up, you think the warm-up was brilliant. They'd then go and start the game bad. And sometimes when there was a poor warm-up, or you perceive it to be a poor, poor warm-up, then then the game would start positively. So and and vice versa. I'm not sure. I think it's. It's just around really preparation. So players are players are the best prepared that they can be for in the field.
0: Yeah. So in a sense what you're saying is that uh, it does have to be well planned. It doesn't have to go well, but as long as it's well planned, it's better than just having some sort of random warm up, because you're probably going to reduce performance in that case.
1: Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah,
0: I think I yeah, I agree with that. Okay, well, at least you agree with me at the end, which is brilliant. So we're going to finish there. So Kev has worked in strength and conditioning with Yorkshire Cricket, Yorkshire Carnegie Rugby Union, football with Leeds United, as well as his roles in Rugby League at Leeds Rhinos and Castlewood. He completed his PhD in sports and exercise science over 12 years ago. He's he's not as old as uh, that, I don't think. And uh, he's published over seven papers. He's also edited and written two books, The Science of Sport, uh, Rugby, and last year, uh the young rugby player science and application there's a link to that in the show notes and uh, i've been wandering my way through that book and i said to him before we started the podcast it made a lot of sense reading the things in there and made me think differently about how to approach some of the things i'm doing with young players at the moment so his philosophy is about supporting people the best way possible Similar to work on talent, everyone has a potential, and it's how we support creating opportunities to support as many to develop as effectively as possible. He's on Twitter at KT Conditioning, and you can email him K.Till, that's K.T.I.L.L. at LeedsBeckett.AC.UK. So we're going to finish with five quick fire questions. What coaching book is by your bedside? Um, so the book
1: by my bedside at the minute is the uh, Talent of Timony by Professor Joe Baker. Uh, I guess a uh, uh, challenging the the concept of of talent.
0: Okay, and were
1: you challenged? I think he, again done work in in this uh, in this area and done some work with Joe myself. It's a very uh, interesting read, and I think you know makes us think how we perceive those perceived talent and uh, and performance. So yeah, it's a uh,
0: it's a good read. Good. Which coach or teacher are you loving at the moment? again i don't
1: know i i guess yeah it's that's a that's a tough one i'm not quite sure okay we'll go
0: yeah. on which team or sport or subject would you love to coach at the moment
1: uh, I, I love I love what I'm what I'm doing. I guess uh, through my role at university, I get to work with a, a range of people across a range of sports, young young coaches and experienced professional uh, ones. And then through my own coaching, I get to coach uh, my sons under sevens team, where it's all around fun. But also at the Leeds Rhinos in their academy, where it's a, a bit more around development, uh, working with fifteen sixteen year old adolescent developing players. So so yeah, I enjoy both both those roles. Who's inspired you most? I think there's, there's probably a, a couple. My, my parents and my children probably inspire me now. I'm also a, a very close friend of uh, Rob Burrow. So he he always inspired me as, in his journey as a rugby player. But over the last few years with the, um, I guess, the ex, uh, the suffering of m d and and how he's handled that in his family, that inspires me on a daily basis.
0: And what would you tell your 20-year-old self to do more of?
1: I think it'd definitely be be more confident have a little bit more of a voice and i think i've definitely learned that over over the over the years i was probably quite quiet and probably kept my opinions to myself as a 20 year old so i think um, that would probably be one be more confident in in
0: what you believe in yeah yeah that's been brilliant thank you very much for that and um that that's really useful to challenge us on warm-ups
1: thank you dan thank you for the time and the opportunity to share